Say good morning, our guy RJ. What's up, RJ? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Next time we hit commercial break, let's have a different conversation. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, it's hard not to talk about it. But, okay, anyways. 608 321 Twitter, Zone Madison. I have the poll out right now at Zone Madison on the Twitter sphere. And you can... Uh, Put it away, please. You can opine away <laughs> at 608 321 you want to call it in. Which is more likely to happen? Badger basketball wins two of three, which they have Illinois tomorrow. They have Purdue after that, and they have Iowa to end the season. So Badger basketball wins two of three. J.J. Hlatt signs with the Packers. Or the Brewers win the NL Central. Believe it or not, right now, with 51% of the vote, early returns, Brewers winning the NL Central in first. Badger basketball winning two of three, second. And J.J. Watt third. You think about it. A week ago, where do you think that would come in at? Because like, obviously things have changed with J.J. Watt. I feel like J.J. Watt would be numero uno. Would be number one. Brewers and Watt number one. Badger basketball last, and I guess Brewers second. What do you <laughs> yet, think? Yeah. Yet we're at right now. We have Brewers one. They're making moves. Hey, yeah. Badgers what? two. Making money moves. Okay, Cardi B. All right, <laughs> RGB. All right, so uh, RJB. All right, anyways, so let's see. We have a question here. Our guy B Rail on Twitch says, uh, "Let's see here. I have thoughts for you and Nelly. Number one, Nelly, if the line is five and a half in the Bulls Suns game, take the Suns and give the points. I say this as a Bulls fan. Rowdy, are you done with basketball? I'm right done now? with basketball. <laughs> Rowdy's done with basketball right done now. With, I'm done with the sport of basketball. The sport of basketball is done with me. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll talk about that what coming about up here. WNBA? We're gonna talk about that coming up here at 6:50 with basketball. Once that season starts again, we might have to look into it. <laughs> well, you might have to do an NHL. Bet. Isn't that season starting in April? Bet. Right? WNBA? I think so. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'll say you're asking the wrong guy. Never looked into it. You're asking the... Nelly, you know you're asking the wrong people that question right now. But yeah, I have no idea. And he says, Ebo, can you ask Zach why he was talking to Grant Bills last night at the Wisco Sports Show in the false hope about Wisconsin uh, basketball? I did hear that interview. I was listening because I was also a, a topic of conversation with Zach and Grant Bills. False hope? Zach, Zach, believe it or not, who's usually a pessimist and glass half empty was talking about how no DeSumo for Illinois on Saturday, how the Badgers have had to, a lot of time off, obviously. They didn't have to play this week, and Illinois, Illinois had to play a bunch this week. He's, he basically said Wisconsin will win Saturday against the Fighting Illini. Zach wow. basically said, I know. So I, Our Zach? Our Zach? Zach Heilprin, yeah. You sure about that? I, I was listening. So be rail on Twitch. I will say this. Um, Zach got me pretty fired up, too, over it. I was I was, I was – Fist pump in the air. I was like, yeah, yeah. Woo! So, I don't know. And then he also says, I want to give a shout-out to the uh, Wisconsin Rapids Assumption, uh, the girls, because I'm from central Wisconsin. It's nice to see them getting the gold ball. So, there you go. Rowdy, you can bet on that. The girls, well, state basketball. Like it's already over. Oh, yeah, I guess. Again, I guess we're asking the wrong people this. Right here. <laughs> All right, 608-3-2-1. Well, then we could definitely pick winners. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Not false hope. Bucky is the money is in the money on Saturday, says True Advisor. Oh, and B-Rail says also the best fish fry and food in general in Marshfield is at After Hours Bar. Just a shout-out to my friends who happen to be the owners. There you go. There you go. I'll have to check that out. The After Hours Bar in Marshfield. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so RJ, a little time to think about it. Which is more likely to happen? Brewers win the NL Central? J.J. Watt signs with the Packers? Or the Badger basketball team wins 2 or 3? You do not have any Badger gear on today, by the way. Just I want to make that clear to everyone that can't see RJ. He does not have any Badger gear on. Right, they don't play today. I know, but usually you got well, some red or some. Does though, yeah. but yeah. All right, so what do you think, RJ? Two or three? Gosh. Watt or Brewers? I think it's two or three. Do you think it's two or three? Yeah. More more likely, most likely to happen. Yeah. Well, just because I don't think the other two are happening. Uh, okay. Okay, I'll take it, Rowdy. What do you think? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Brewers win the NL Central. Ooh. Hell yeah. Just because I think uh, J.J. Watt, it sounds like, might be a little out of the price range right now. Brewer or the Brewers. Packers could go a bunch of different ways with who they want to sign and what positions they want to go after. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't actually sure up the defensive line with a J.J. Watt type player. And you know my feelings about Badger basketball. Even with DeSumo probably going to be out, that Illinois team, still pretty darn good. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. Kofi... Coburn, he's still going to be a problem down low. <laughs> yeah, and we know uh, about Badger Big Man. 
they can't hang with the uh, the yeah. true bigs of the big Garza is still going to be there. Purdue still a thorn in the side, especially when they play at home. Speaking of Garza, yeah. Michigan. Fran, Fran had a little mini freak out last Michigan, night. Michigan, Michigan supplant or uh, you know cementing themselves as probably a national, well not probably a national title contender as they throttle the Iowa Hawkeyes last night, seventy nine to fifty seven. And Fran, Fran did get a little salty. RJ. They got teed up. He got a little and hot Iowa's, under the collar. Iowa not even scoring 60 points. Yeah. They must not have been shooting the ball very no, well. No, they weren't. The only one who was scoring was Garza. Well, that's the thing. Iowa's a good team. Yeah. And he only had 16 points. Luka yeah. Garza's that, a... He had 16 points with like five minutes left. He's a potential national player of the year, but uh, he can get you buckets from all over on the court. But outside of that, if they're not shooting the ball well, they got a lot of shooters. Right. Yeah. But if they don't shoot well... I mean, they, 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 they went through that, a dry yeah. spell against Wisconsin, and the Badgers pulled within one possession. But you that's, know? A, that's the difference. Look at look at what happens when they go through a dry spell against mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin wasn't really hitting shots, and they're weak inside. So they go, hey, big guy, Come let's get in. off the bench, go yeah. back inside, yeah, go back to work. We're done. Well, against Michigan, if you're not hitting shots, they have a guy named Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> who's yeah, not he's, going to allow Luka Garza. Obviously, Luka Garza is still going to get his, but he's not going to allow Luka Garza to do whatever he wants. Right. Yeah, it was Wagner who was uh, led the way for the Wolverines last night, 21 points, but Dickinson oh. had 14 Wagner had a had a nice little move on uh, McCaffrey's kid. Oh, d- R- dude rolled his ankle pretty is it, bad. Is it is is something wrong with me that when uh, it, is it me or is it the fact that it's the McCaffrey or the the uh, Fran and his son the McCaffreys? More so Fran, I think. Because when I, when because his son when way. I see his son kind of mess up, I kind of smile a little bit. Yeah, you always do on a coach's kid though. Yeah, that's like, true. No offense to anybody out there who's a coach's kid. But like, but you know, it's when the you're territory. playing the sport, your mother, or father, coaches, and you're like, and one of the pieces, yeah, and you're. It like, comes with the territory. You're all, no matter what your skill level is, you are still seen as you're there because of the coach. Yeah, it's like nepotism. And you just can't help but think about it. Yeah, when when you see a coach's kid falter a little bit. You get that little smile on your face, That's especially like, Fran's yeah. Fran right. McCaffrey and the it, bloodline. I have no clue on. You don't, Listen, I don't know if he's. I'm sure he's a nice yeah, kid. You don't but. get any sound bites from the kid. Yeah. Outside of you know he used to freak out a little bit as well, but maybe he's going to the anger management with his dad. Um, <laughs> Something about it just warms my heart. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, does that make me an a hole? If so, so be it. No, it doesn't. But yeah, the Iowa Hawkeyes last night they shot. Let's see here, thirty five point six percent. Yeah. Ooh, that's Badger. That's that's Badger esque. Because the what well, the Badger shoot against Iowa thirty percent. Yeah. So from three point land, the Hawkeye shot thirty one point six. So yeah, they were uh, they were struggling. They were off a little bit. And Michigan just took it to them. Michigan was pounding. Michigan is good. I would not be surprised as, to bring back to Zach Halpern if Michigan won the whole tournament. I saw I saw a couple of people tweet out. I think it might be time to start thinking if Gonzaga and Baylor are on the same tier as Michigan. Well, if you, I mean, they don't it, play in the Big Ten. Had, had they not? Had their little COVID break. Yeah. I mean, you could still be looking at, uh, I mean, what's their record right now after the games they missed? Uh, I'll look it up right now. But, I mean, you up. add like five, six more wins on there, depending on how yeah, many well, games they had in 22 that and all. span. Gonzaga's 22-0. and all. Well, Michigan. What are uh, they? Baylor's 17-0. Michigan's 16 Yeah, Baylor's one. had a ton of COVID games that have been canceled. Or, and sorry, 17-1 and one with the win last night. Excuse me. The Big 12... I mean, I guess they're all right at basketball. They're not yeah. the Big Ten. They're normally not the, well, when the Big East used to be the Big East or mm-hmm. the, even the ACC for the most part. And then you look at Gonzaga. What do they play in these days? Is it the, the WAC or the WCC? They're in West, the West Coast, Coast Conference. Conference. Okay, so it's WCC. WCC. It's like St. Mary's. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga last night just beat Santa Clara, the Santa Clara Broncos. Who? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the only other team you know from that conference is St. Mary's. Mary's. Yeah, looking here. Uh, <laughs> or else it's like nobody's. Yeah. So Gonzaga, they just beat Santa Clara last night, so they're 23-0 now. Before that, they beat San Diego. Experts say that, uh, you know, scholars say the translation was lost long ago, but it translates to Wales vagina. Uh, St. Mary's, San Francisco, BYU, Pepperdine, Pacific. Oh, Pepperdine. BYU new in that conference? Portland. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Once they left Northern uh, Arizona the West for football, they got kicked out in every other sport. So I've been looking at <laughs> some of the uh, college football li- or college basketball lines here and there, and pretty much every single game, Gonzaga's like a 30-point favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're playing nobodies. And then, but hey, and there's and this. They were supposed to play Baylor, too. 
but I think Baylor had COVID. Yeah, earlier COVID. in the earlier in the season. And who's Baylor playing here? Let's see who they they're playing better competition, obviously. But let's see, Baylor just beat what Iowa State, and before that they took down fourteen. Iowa Texas. State is terrible this year. They took down <laughs> Texas, Auburn, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Kansas, Texas Tech, TCU, yada yada yada. You get it. Uh, last night though, also the Big Ten, and yes, right here our guy B Rail says, "Did you see what Tom Izzo and Sparty did?" Number four, Ohio State goes down. Michigan State wins again, seventy-one to sixty-seven. Crazy. There's a a fellow coach at Memorial who uh, went to Michigan State, and in the middle of the night, I got a text. Did you see that? I'm like, no, I was sleeping. I'm assuming Michigan State beat Ohio State. <laughs> they did. <laughs> no, I was sleeping. Yeah, so there you go. Big Ten shaking up a little bit. Hey, if Michigan State can do it and keep doing it, why can't the Badgers do it tomorrow against Illinois without the Sunmo? Who's got? I think he busted his nose. He got a broken nose. I think he's gonna wear a. Yeah, there, there was a bit of a hard foul. I didn't think it was worth a flagrant two in the Michigan State game, but uh guy definitely came down a little bit on uh, DeSumo's face. See, our guy, our guy B-Rail, I think he's in Eau Claire. He says, what's in the water in Madison with you guys, like the false hope with Bucky? Um, I don't know. There ain't no false hope here. I have uh, I have a reverse osmosis. I take all of the nastiness and the fluoride out of my water, so I have crystal clear, clean water. There, that's what it is. So I have hope, though. But I'm kind of real about it. I don't. I'll, I'll go with Zach's fan. I think it's a they, they're going to win tomorrow. They have to, obviously. Yeah, they got to. They have to in order for the the donation to happen. Yeah, I want to donate to uh, the next charity of choosing. We'll talk about that coming up too. By the way, Watt Watch continues. JJ Watt has received several offers. The best one being north of fifteen million dollars. If if that's the case, 15 to 16 mil, the Packers are not going to be in on the conversation. Do you, do you see the clip from the McAfee show? What what was it? Uh, he was texting with JJ, and JJ like texted back in the show. Yeah, you can't play it because like every other words like oh, unbelievable F and S and. Well, I wish I could do that. that. But um, I'm not on I'm not on satellite. No, and uh, yeah, in the middle of it, he goes, uh, he gets a text back from JJ, and JJ. Text is, uh, we are my agent and myself aren't talking to anybody, so I don't know where. Well, but teams, we're talking to teams, but we're, so I don't know where any of these reports are coming from. It's like, um, well, obviously the teams have leakers. Yeah. I don't see. I don't believe that because oh, no, they do. What? No, that they're not talking to anybody. Oh, I don't like. I don't believe that. J.J. Watt's agent's not talking to anyone. Of course you're going to be talking to someone. It's all just under-the-table stuff, I'd imagine. It's like Russell Wilson. Oh, no, no. They say they're not talking to anybody in the media. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, so teams have, they yeah, don't the know teams where have this is coming from. Okay, so, so I I'm, believe that, yes. Like, if you're trying to build trust with this guy and somebody in your office is the one that leaked the 15 to 16, I'm going to go ahead and say your names just got crossed off the list. Then cross them off the list. Okay. Yeah, J.J. Watt, 15 to 16 mil. If that's the case, Packers aren't going to be, you know, uh, in it here. So, yeah, Rowdy? I don't know if I would cross them off the list. Uh, but I you mean, look yeah. at them a little differently because what if uh, the next best team offers like 12 and you're like, oh, we crossed them off the list, but it was 16. Well, what's realistic <laughs> for the Packers to offer him? What's like the what's the ceiling? I thought Packers, like, originally when we were talking about it weeks ago, I thought eight to twelve. Yeah. I was gonna say ten, I was gonna say like ten. Is that re- the most realistic you could get for twelve if they could make it work with the Rowdy's point? Mm-hmm. Um, Fifteen, sixteen. That's, that's too not much. Happening. I mean, yeah. there's so many other avenues that they could go and fill fill <laughs> gaps and holes on the roster with different spots with multiple players with sixteen million dollars. Right. All right. So speaking of money. This is um, this is something to move. We were wondering if the Packers were going to do or not. Corey Lindsley, he's going to be garnering a lot of money. If you remember in 2017, if you remember in 2017, interesting. If you remember in 2017, there is this big deal that Lindsley signed, a three-year, $25.5 million contract extension near the end of 2017 season and figures to get a hefty raise when he presumably hits the open market next next month. So Corey Lindsay is going to get big money. My question is, boys, well, that's not a question anymore. How about this? I'm going to play comments from Corey Lindsay. He's on uh, Satellite, Sirius XM NFL, and he said this to say about free agency. Give it a listen. Yeah, it definitely feels a little bit different. Um, 
yeah, we're not closing the door for anything. Obviously, we'd never do that um, for any team, especially the Packers. But, yeah, it definitely feels uh, feels weird. Uh, looks like all signs are pointing towards having them, you know, snapping the ball somewhere else next year. But, um, you know, it really doesn't change. I mean, I'm, I'm putting in the work right now, lifting and training and um, from that standpoint. But a little more anxiety, a little more uh uncertainty i guess you know just wanting to get this all over and finding a new home talk about your time up to this point with with the packers because as you move forward and even if you join another team you you will still have memories with this team yeah it's been phenomenal i mean the guys that i came in there with and the the leadership that they had there i mean it's it's and continue to have there to this day it has always been phenomenal um you know it's been a wild ride and um, you know, we've gotten close four years, and it, it, that, that'll always be something that's a little disappointing. But honestly, the guys that um, that that I've got to spend time there with, you know, Dave and um, Aaron, obviously, and Josh Sitton and TJ Lang and Brian Belaga, amongst you know the countless number of guys that I've respected and either look up looked up to or you know gained uh, a wealth of knowledge and, and stuff that I've tried to implement into my game from it, it, it's, it's been a great time and, and I'll always have those memories and cherish them. And, um, you He's know, gone. I wish them it, again, if it doesn't work out, I, I wish them the best of luck. I want nothing but the best of them because those guys up there deserve it, man. They, they put in the work. They, they care about winning. They care about, um, you know, their performance and, and the team and everything. So it's, can't say enough about him. He's gone. Yeah, that sounds like a he's guy, gone. That sounds like a guy that knows he's gone, but he wants to be in Green Bay. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. So there you go. All right. So you yeah. could just tell. You could just tell in his voice. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound hopeful. Like if you knew that there might be a shot that Green Bay was going to sign you, you'd be like, "We're not closing the door on Green Bay." Yeah. You know, we're in talks with other teams. You know, Green Bay does have an offer, you know, whatever. Something like that. Sound more confident? He was kind of like, well, we're not really closing the door. Um, you know, I love those guys up there. Yeah, he's, they, it sounds like a guy everything. that was just like reminiscing. He's like, well, my time, well you were saying, Rowdy, like, yeah, my time here was great. I'm going to miss the guys. But yeah, just just right away. The yeah, first thing he said. definitely feels a little bit different. Um, yeah, we're not closing the door for anything. Obviously, we'd never do that um, for any team, especially the Packers. But yeah, it definitely feels... Uh, feels weird uh looks like all signs are pointing towards having him you know snapping the ball somewhere else next all signs point to snapping the ball somewhere else this year and he doesn't sound like he wants to be snapping the ball somewhere else because he goes yeah all signs kind of point towards snapping the ball somewhere else yeah it's not like well if the packers don't match this offer you know I can't wait to go snap the ball somewhere else you know what i mean he just doesn't sound like he's happy that he's leaving he's a, a green bay packer his whole career Signed a big a contract in 2017. He's going to, what, turn 30 before the start of the 2021 season. If you are in the Packers organization and the Packers, your whole career, and the Packers are going to bring you back, and you knew they were going to bring you back, or your agent knew they were going to bring you back, why would you be on SiriusXM saying you're going to be snapping the ball somewhere else? Yeah, and He's also, done. He's gone. Yeah. Also, for that same point, if he was going to take a team-friendly deal, he's pro- it's probably he knows that they're only going to offer him something that's so low, he literally can't take it. Yeah, like right. like his agent and the players association probably won't allow him to take that team friendly deal because he's going to command a lot of money in the open market. All right, I think we're I think we had some technical difficulties. My engineer just texted me. I think we are back on. So uh, if you uh, heard that some dead air there, apologies. Not sure what happened. Gremlins in the system rearing their ugly head. Somebody fed him to Magui after midnight. They did. So there you go. Let's go Come to the, on. We're gonna. We were talking about Corey Lindsley and how he's commenting there on uh, his uh, free agency in the Packers, and he says we're not closing the door on anything. But yeah, it feels weird. It looks like all signs are pointing towards snapping the ball somewhere else next year. Corey Lindsley. I mean, I'll just play it one more time for the people that are just rejoining us again. For any team, especially the Packers, but yeah, it definitely feels uh, feels weird. Uh, looks like all signs are pointing towards. Having him, you know, snapping the ball somewhere else next year, but so there you go. That's we were re- reacting on that. So Corey Lindsley, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, he says he's going to keep the door open, but the guy's going to get a ton of money. What was he making on that extension per year? I think it was roughly around ten. Yeah, okay. he's going to have get, to look it up. And though. he's coming off his best season. I mean, right. he finished his best season. He earned first team All Pro honors. 
was a fifth rounder in 2014. So he was great for Ohio State. I mean, you look at it because what they had J.C. Treader before him. Yeah, I mean the last two centers have been pretty good, and both were draft picks. Yeah. Um, now Billy Turner played a little center. Could you see him getting re-signed and being your center? So it was an average of eight million dollars. Okay. Yeah, it'll go up. For oh yeah, I mean, coming well, out this season too. They just they his uh the franchise tag itself was thirteen. Oh, yeah, he's so gonna be making he, mad money. He'll yeah. be he'll be making somewhere around thirteen, and it's not yeah. gonna be with the Packers. No, it's not happening. But would you rather if you had? We'll say they have sixteen million dollars, and you had to start signing some of the guys. We just talked about uh, JJ Watt looking for fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. Now Lindsley's probably thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. If you had that sixteen million and you had to give it to one of them, I'd would you give it to, it to JJ Watt or Lindsley? Lindsley. Yeah. Uh, Lindsley is the smart and the you know protector and Rogers and the guy that's coming off his best season and being so good at what he does at uh, on that line. I think it depends on how much you believe but, in but, some of the other guys on your line. Uh, agreed. But JJ Watt, the story. Just think of how much better it would make Kenny Clark too. JJ Watt, Kenny Clark, and how much better it would make that defense. Lindsley's roughly what three years younger. Yeah, he's Lindsley's the offensive line. He's gonna be thirty. Line. He'll turn thirty before the start of the season. Yeah, keeping Aaron Rodgers healthy. I think it would if you had to sign one of the two, it would come down to if you believe in some of your younger players on the line. Do you believe that uh, Bakhtiari will be ready before November? Do you believe that uh, Lane Taylor, who had a season-ending knee knee injury, yeah. you can re-sign him cheap? Mm-hmm. Is Lucas Patrick going to be a guy you think could play every day? Same with uh, John Runyon. Do you yeah. believe? I mean, there's Runyon a lot believe. of like he, like he would be. Yeah, in, in his. In his relief role. RJ, do you believe in magic in a young Packers offensive line's heart? <laughs> do you believe in improbabilities? <laughs> <laughs> do you believe, baby? Oh, mock drafts. You know, it's mock draft season, right? As the draft is about two months away. And I see the latest one here in CBSSports.com. Now, mock drafts to me are hilarious. I love when people just sit in their mom's basement grinding these, uh, you know, full, full mock drafts. And they get like Trevor Lawrence will get right. Then everything else just falls apart after that. Uh, But right here, round one, pick 29 for your Green Bay Packers. A linebacker, Zavin Collins out of Tulsa, 6'4", 260. They say Christian Kirksey was signed to help replace Blake Martinez, but Kirksey was recently released. Zavin Collins should stop the bleeding in Green Bay out of the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. This guy, RJ, is high on Zavin. Collins, yeah, linebacker, six four two sixty is a big boy. That's uh, yeah, Luke Keekley esque. Yeah, yeah, he um, he has played uh, rush end, uh, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. Uh, Tulsa was playing in a plays in a three four. Uh, some. My only concern would be what's his forty time and what's his like uh, shuttle. Yeah, well, if he's I, a little slower, I couldn't if he's you. a little slower, the Packers will love him. Yeah, because if he's a little, <laughs> if he's a little bit slower, you literally just describe Blake Martinez. It was Blake Martinez. Right. Was he a four? He's a four seven. Four seven. Yeah, Packers. If 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 Zayvon Collins is a four seven, Packers will be salivating over him. Like yes, <laughs> oh, yes. But I mean, even playing at Tulsa, I mean, he had some games against some Big Twelve teams this past year and was beaten that O-line on one-on-ones and, and things like that. So I think he's definitely a guy who... Here you go. I have his scouting report here. Uh, let's see. Positives. Explosive. Game-impacting linebacker who was a three-year starter in Tulsa. Instinctive. Breaks down well and quickly locates the ball handler. Forceful up the field and plays with balance as well as body control. Gives effort defending the run and attacks assignments as well as opponents. Big. Strong. And defeats blocks to make the play. I think he had a couple of touchdowns. And Rowdy, here you go. Too. Ready for this, Rowdy? Negatives. Oh. Not overly quick. Yeah. That's Occasionally gets caught upfield and out of position. <laughs> so basically what you're describing is they they mocked a guy that's very similar to Blake, Blake Martinez. Martinez. Yeah. Indeed. Let's see. A tackler. He's going to hit you. He's a big, solid, physical guy. Just not very quick. Let's see. We saw that with and Blake Martinez. And he said he needs to add weight. So if he's not quick and they say he needs to add weight, you're only going to get a little slower. Needs to add weight at 260. Yeah, yep. needing I feel to like add weight. It's time to cut. Oh, I'm, 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 excuse me. When he was coming in, needed to add weight, and then he did so. Oh, my apologies. I did not mean to disparage. I was going to say pretty soon we don't he was going shame. to be uh, no moved, fat shaming. Move to the inside or yeah. an outside back. No, <laughs> no fat shaming here. I apologize. Yeah, I, I, I think he's definitely a guy you could put in at inside linebacker and kind of. I well, like here's this. the thing. 
No one was upset. Okay, I'll take that back. We were a little bit upset. <laughs> we were a Hold little on. bit upset yeah. about how Blake Martinez played because he was a liability in coverage and he couldn't run sideline to sideline. But that being said, he was also a serviceable, good I mean, linebacker. He's the team's leading tackler. The he, thing he led the NFL well, tackles out. for the two years. The thing that the, with the Packers is that you couldn't afford to give him ten plus million dollars. Right. That's why he's not on the team. So, it's right. not because they hated him. They yeah. said Collins' incredible twenty twenty campaign. In one season, Collins has gone from relative obscurity to legitimate first round contention. Few players, let alone non power five players, are able to accomplish this. In eight games, Collins put up fifty four tackles, seven and a half tackles for loss, four Two sacks. Touchdowns. Four interceptions, two pass deflections, two forced fumbles, a safety, a fumble recovery, and the Tulsa linebacker also took two of those interceptions, RJ! To the crib! To the crib! He accumulated 156 return yards. Wow. So this guy is flying up boards. So there you go. The only problem is, his negative is knock, not overly quick. Well, Blake Martinez, Blake, I, listen, we had Blake Martinez on our airways for a couple years. The Blake runner. Nice guy. Yeah, the Blake runner. Nice guy. Uh, definitely was uh, really good at what he did, but he was just a step a little too slow. He's yeah. always tackling guys like seven, eight yards down the field. And that's why, that's why yeah. he's not with the Packers. They couldn't give him $10-plus million. Mm-hmm. If he was a guy that they could have signed for like six, seven, he'd probably still be a Packer yeah. because his skill set was good enough at that uh, range of pay to be employed and still be serviceable. Right. But the thing is, I don't even know if I really like that mock because – Obviously, Blake Martinez, what was he, like a fourth-round pick, I want to say? Yeah, he was, he, was, out of Stanford. he was fourth-round. That's a great pick by Ted Thompson out of Stanford. You you got a fourth-round guy that was a serviceable, solid tackler, physical guy at linebacker. This is the first round. Yeah, I don't know if I want to spend a first-round pick on a guy that his upside's Blake Martinez. And he had one breakout year. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know personally if I'm Brian Gutekunst that I want to make that pick yeah. first round. I mean, definitely... If he was available in the second or third, right. think about it. Yeah, yeah. but this guy's shooting up to first. I and I don't, I don't think he is one. Like I don't think I've seen. Uh, what? Where was the? Twenty nine. Well, he did play at Tulsa too. Yeah. Not not taking knocking guys coming from well, small yeah. schools. I mean, power, can, you're but, not a power right. five, so you're not going to. But as having much one breakout, one breakout year at a non power five school. But is that what the Packers are going to have do? to really do your homework? Well, uh, I hope OB is listening because OB is under the firm belief, loyal listener of the show, OB, love you, brother, under the firm belief that the Packers will draft Jordan Love's backup quarterback uh, with the first pick for the 20th. <laughs> so the Packers, I mean, you'd think they're going to do one thing, right? It just makes too much sense. Like, And then they go out and, you know, get a quarterback. Uh, let's see here. No, no surprise, Trevor Lawrence going number one. And then you have uh, Zach Wilson going number two, the quarterback out of BYU to the really? Jets. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a huge Wilson guy. And then how about this? A mock in this mock draft, a trade from the Dolphins. The Panthers get up to number three and take Justin Fields. Yeah, I think I as would, their quarterback. And then Trey Lance goes fourth in this mock. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Fields, and Lance. Wow. Personally, I think um, Fields is number two for me. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting a lot of knock because he's coming out of Ohio State. Being a Ohio State quarterback that really hasn't performed well, we kind of talked about that a few weeks ago when yeah. we, I think it was Terry, the king of the north, up, king of the north, brought up. He goes, "Well, who was the best quarterback that Ohio State's had in the last 15, 20 years?" And I go, "I think it was Terrell Pryor, and he played receiver." And <laughs> like Braxton Miller, he got turned into receiver. Yep. JT Barrett, I don't even think he ever played in the NFL. I'm sure he tried to get turned into a receiver yeah. before he got bounced. But out. like, I I think Justin Fields actually has the ability to play quarterback. Oh, how like, about this? He's more of a thrower than any of those guys ever were. Yeah, Fields is good. So it goes Lawrence to the Jags, Zach Wilson, another quarterback, obviously to the Jets. Justin Fields, another quarterback to the Panthers. The fourth pick, Trey Lance for the Falcons, quarterback. Then the next quarterback taken goes 15th to the New England Patriots, Mac Jones. Bill Belichick goes to get Mac Jones in this mock draft. That's so many quarterbacks right away. Mac Jones is a Bill Belichick guy. Totally. That makes so much sense. Uh, no other quarterbacks <laughs> popping up here, obviously, because I don't think there's really any other names that really pop out. So there you go. And Packers with Zavin Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. Can you do me a favor and look up where the, the kid from Florida, the tight end slash wide receiver's at? Dude, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, somebody said he might go top ten. The tight end, Kyle Pitts. Pitts, yeah. he's a freak. Because um, like I've seen a lot of people say that Tunney uh, to the Packers in the twenty ninth spot. Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida, junior, six six two forty, pick 
six yeah. to the Philadelphia Eagles. There was a thing where uh, I can't remember what it was exactly saying, but they're like, Kyle Pitts, it was like his 40 time. Because doesn't he run like a 4 4 or yeah. so, something yeah, ridiculous like that? They go, he was listed as one of the top handful of receivers, and he wasn't on the tight end board because they just listed him as a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll come right back. Uh, enough. We'll set aside the mock drafts and the, the draft. What if draft season is underway, man. It's two months away. You know, I want to I want to set the mood. Actually, we appreciate Dr. Dre and his beats off the Chronic 2001 with the Watcher. But what we really appreciate is uh, Sierra. Sierra, I will. Uh, I have no problem saying this. I was uh, in love. I had the big, you know, pop star crush on Sierra in the mid 2000s when her video of goodies came out. I was like, oh my God. And the music video for this song right here, Ride. Holy shnikes. Getting hot under the collar, man. Sierra, that is one um, well put together individual. <laughs> also, would be Russell Wilson's wife. And why, why do you bring up Sierra, man? Why do you bring up Russell Wilson? You know, well, first of all, Sierra's good to look at. That's why I uh, brought that up, and I like hearing her because it gives me a little goosebumps. As uh, G Dub says here, Bonner City. Yeah, uh, drop. <laughs> oh, he spelled it right this time. Excuse me. Sorry, G Dub. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry about bringing that up, G Dub. Yeah, G Dub. Hopefully, a- hopefully, Jen forgives me. G Dub's pitching a ten over here, and who isn't? But Russell Wilson. This will spell some trouble for Packer fans if this is the case. Apparently, Russell Wilson is not demanding a trade from the Seattle Seahawks, but reportedly has four teams in mind that he wouldn't mind being traded to. Now, if you're not demanding a trade, why would you throw out the four teams that you would like to go to? I mean, is that like to, I don't know, call the Seattle Seahawks on their bluff? of start listening to Russell Wilson? Because Russell Wilson was talking. He wanted to have say in how the roster was built because he's sick of being on his ass, of getting tackled, sacked, you name it, and just having a just abysmal line. So Russell Wilson, maybe he's trying to call the Seahawks out and say, yo, I want to be in on conversations on how we construct our roster. And him and Pete Carroll, that relationship is kind of souring right now. So Russell Wilson has thrown out four teams. I'm not demanding a trade, but here's a list of four teams. And that would be the Dallas Cowboys. God, could you imagine if Russell Wilson went to the Mike McCarthy School of Quarterbacking in the Big D? Look out. The New Orleans Saints with that roster? Wow. The Las Vegas Raiders, where, you know, you could have Sierra, who, I mean, I just gave you a little love on Sierra. You could have Sierra out there performing in Vegas whenever they open back up. Or... Here's the last team on the list. The Chicago Bears. Boys, if Russell Wilson did force a trade and the Chicago Bears, who desperately, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, their coach and GM, desperately need to save face and desperately need to win and somehow worked it out like they did with Khalil Mack because we never saw Khalil Mack coming to the Bears and work it out to get Russell Wilson, are the Packers going to be in some trouble for quite some time? Rowdy? Well, first off, I want to start with the Seahawks because they're going to say Sierra. The Seahawks, obviously, we're hearing about this little bit of a rift between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and and management. And Russell Wilson wants a little bit more say. And then I believe Pete Carroll kind of had some stuff that supposedly I don't know. But regardless, not a good relationship. If you're the Seahawks and you have a brain, if it's really that bad, Pete Carroll's gone. Right? You can Pete Carroll, he's a good coach. He's a solid coach. He's won choose national a, championships. Choose a lot at of USC. Good he, he won a Super Bowl, obviously with the Seahawks. But here's the thing. You can find another solid coach. It's hard to find another top five quarterback. Good luck finding you, Russell Wilson. And again? once you got him, you gotta keep him happy because look at what happens when you don't. Deshaun Watson wants out and he's saying he's not gonna play. And Russell Wilson, we're we're looking and seeing that some of the best quarterbacks from the from these decades can play till they're forty now. Yep. Russell Wilson's thirty two. That gives him about eight years. Pete yeah. Carroll's sixty nine. Nice. I don't think Pete Carroll has eight years left in him coaching. No. 
Like no. you have to. It's I stupid, could, but no. If you're going to get rid of one, you get rid of Pete Carroll. So right here to Rowdy's point, Pete Carroll, and maybe make Russell Wilson like an interim GM. Rowdy, you're not wrong. Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson is asking for a voice in the roster decisions going forward, but allegedly, I love this word, has been incensed as of late by what he views as an outright stiff arm by the front office in Seattle. And now that it's been made public, Wilson would actually consider playing for other teams and the four in particular, like we talked about, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders. But he's not demanding. But he said he'll play for the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, or the Chicago do Bears. Think, do you think him saying I'm not asking for a trade is is kind of saying it's either me or him? Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. he's calling their bluff. It's like you need to get me involved in the the roster conversations, which Aaron Rodgers can't even have a say with the Packers about what they do. Right, Aaron Rodgers out there saying I want a skill posi- position. They draft this freaking replacement. Russell Wilson's out here like I want to be involved in the talks. And Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks, the relationship okay. is souring. They're like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now Russell's like, okay, you want to do that to me? Well, check this out. Hey, Cowboys. Hey, Saints. Hey, Raiders. Hey, Bears. Come get me. See, I think there's a fine line here where it goes, I want to be in on discussions and I want to have input. Yeah. I think there's there's a fine line between the two because, in my opinion, when you say like Aaron Rodgers kind of wants to have some input, he's a guy saying, hey, I'd like a weapon. Yeah. Explain to me why I don't why you're not going to draft me a weapon. Maybe I'll agree with you, maybe I'll I won't, but I kind of want to say go get me a weapon. Not actually being in the war room with the ball, with Gutekunst, with uh, LaFleur and with some of the scouts. I don't that's too far. That's right. too far. That's gone but, too far. But Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or guys like that that are your best player that will hopefully be there for a very long time because they're star players. Them saying, hey, I wouldn't mind it, uh, Brian, if we did go and grab a, a wide receiver here in the first round. I hear it's super deep. Right. I'm fine with that. I mean, But actually being in the room, like he makes it sound like he wants to be in the room, like breaking it down with them. Like, okay, I think I like this guy because of this. Well, That's a little too far. Wasn't it a couple right. weeks ago, right? Like a month ago, Russell Wilson was like just adamant. He's like, I am sick of being on my ass. I'm sick of getting tackled. I'm sick of getting sacked. Do something with this line. I can only do so much. Well, he is Mr. Unlimited. But he looked like Mr. Limited last year with called Limited the roster. And was. I don't want well, this to be forgotten. Only for about half the season. When yes. when they were younger and it was the Legion of Boom, yeah. he was very vocal about getting those guys paid. Yep. And, and they all look. did get paid. And then he himself got paid after most of those guys did. There's only so much money that can go around. When right. you when you front run for people to get paid, which I'm not saying he shouldn't have. But now that it's kind of come back and there's not as much money to go around, yep. it's kind of on you. Because you wanted all these guys to get paid. You wanted to get paid. Not everyone can get paid. There is a salary cap. That is a good point, Rowdy. There is a salary cap indeed. This is not Major League Baseball. So, Russ, if you wanted to go, I mean, I think the Rangers might still own his rights. It's not like... It's like uh, when Granky asked to just sit and learn about the business side of things. Yeah. Like... Yeah, he was invited to be right, in Russell, that draft room and all that. I don't want to see you be on the Bears. I don't want to see you on the Cowboys. I don't want to see you on... Um, go to the Raiders. Yeah, just go to the Raiders. Yeah. Go, go to the AFC. I don't want yeah. you back in the Seahawks. Just go to the Raiders. Maybe we'll meet you only, in the Super Bowl. We have to see you like once every four so, years. And then. if you want unlimited money, Russell, you do have skill sets in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Let's let's someone owns this right. Yeah, I think it's could, the Rangers, maybe it's the Yankees. Think he can or something. run Spider Two, Why Banana Man? They could uh, make him like a comic book villain. He goes from Mister Unlimited, where he's the good guy with Seattle, to Doctor Unlimited, to Doctor <laughs> <to> Unlimited <laughs> as a villain with the Raiders. All right, we'll come back. We'll get news of the weird on the way. We'll talk Silver some more in black. We'll talk some more quarterback as Deshaun Watson. That fiasco is heating up too. Speaking of free agency, I wanted to bring this up. We were talking a little bit about Russell Wilson. He's not demanding a trade, but here's four teams he wants to go to. The Dallas Cowboys. You got that with Big Mike. You got yourself the Oakland Raiders. Oakland. The Las Vegas Raiders. You have the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. We're going to talk more about that coming up, but it's the other quarterback that's kind of started this uh, whole madness, craziness when it comes to wanting to go elsewhere. Deshaun Watson trade rumors. Now, initially, Deshaun Watson, I mean, we saw J.J. Watt apologize to him at the end of uh, their last regular season game. He apologized about wasting one of his prime good years. J.J. Watt should not have to apologize. It should be the the Texans brass apologizing. But Deshaun Watson made it very clear that he does not want to return to Houston. And 
they they granted his wish. They said they would trade him. I remember that vividly. Like, we will trade you. you your wish will be granted. Well, guess what? After that report service, what, in January, that he was going to go elsewhere, the Texans have just gone quiet on fielding calls, allegedly, reportedly, for Deshaun Watson. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to trade him. And honestly, I don't blame them. You have Deshaun Watson. Is he disgruntled? Yes. But, Rowdy, if you're an organization like the Texans, would you want to trade away your 25-year-old franchise quarterback who is under contract for five more seasons? <laughs> so would you want to trade your, your what is he? What is he? Was he a three-time pro bowler, 25 years old, a phenomenal quarterback, and under contract with the Texans? Would you want to trade your franchise quarterback? So we made our quarterback list ooh, a while ago. A while ago. I think it was last spring. Yeah. And I was always really high on Deshaun Watson. I put him third. He's a beast. He's definitely top five, and he's proved that he's top five. So if you have a top five quarterback, in my opinion, in the NFL, you can win a Super Bowl pretty much any year, any given year, if the stars align, right? Yep, yep, yep. So obviously, you don't want to get rid of him if you're the Houston Texans. He's 25. In theory, if everything works out the way you would hope it would, he could play for 15 more seasons. That's forever in the NFL. And you got a top five quarterback? That's like that's that's rare. Like Mr. Clean with hair. Yeah, and he just signed his extension not too long ago, so the money's going to be the deal's pretty cheap and pretty team friendly for the time being. Obviously, you're going to have to ante up here when that that deal's over, but you're going to do it because he's a top five quarterback. He is a superstar. And he's a guy you want being a, a, the leader of your team, being a, a quarterback. But here's my thing. You don't want to do it, but with how bad the Houston Texans They're terrible front office. Well, we'll start head coach in Bill O'Brien, former head coach in Bill O'Brien slash GM of Bill, former GM Bill O'Brien. Then you look at what the new GM and the new front office has done now bringing in a new head coach. Just basically how bad that Houston Texan organization is has run the last couple of years of, of the team in Deshaun Watson. You don't want to trade Deshaun Watson, but you have to trade Deshaun Watson because you've mishandled it so poorly. He doesn't even want to be there. No, he's and, disgruntled. He wants out. And the fact is you really, with um, your draft situation, your draft capital, and your uh, salary cap situation, you really can't afford to put people around him. You're just going to have to get rid of him and try and collect as much as, as much. Uh, assets as you possibly can because you've screwed the pooch so bad. Yeah, and right. it, it looks bad, but you when you lose, when you've lost, you have to admit that you've lost and officially rebuild. All right, so check this out. Um, their new head coach, what was it, uh, Cully, the the oldest first year head coach ever hired. He was hired on January twenty seventh for the Texans. He then waited the in this report waited nearly three weeks before he even met with Deshaun Watson for the first time. And he was, uh, they say there's a chance that Cully was hoping that things would have simmered down, simmered down by then. Clearly wasn't the case. I think Deshaun Watson just got more disgruntled. And then check this out. Despite the fact that Watson's trade demands have been known for more than a month, the Texans have been insisting that a trade is not going to happen. Their new general manager said uh, early February that the team has zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. And according to NFL.com, you hear that? The phone's ringing. You want to go get it? According to NFL.com, Houston won't even return calls about a potential Watson deal. Other teams have resorted to leaving voicemail. And the Texans won't even return the call. They just let it ring. They're not answering. They're not even answering phone calls for Deshaun Watson. If you if dysfunction, the Lions of the South, the Houston Texans. Wow. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? The wind power in Houston during a winter storm runs better than the Texans organization. That's how bad Mitch <laughs> in Madison, what is up, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not really the biggest. I'm not one of those, oh, you're signed a contract. You got to stick it out. 
um, type people all the time. Um, but more often than not, it's like, you know, you kind of knew what you were getting into. You got to do your due diligence. If you want to sign with the team, uh, you got to know uh, what you're getting yourself into. But I don't even think uh, Watson or his people could have uh, predicted the dumpster fire <laughs> that they have become uh, with all those trades. And it's just like, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's like Jeff Fisher Jr. You know, Mister Seven and Nine. Mister um, <laughs> Five Hundred. Yeah. Well, and I don't understand this new GM or whatever, or president or whatever he is. Like you guys said, start fresh. Uh, I'm. Pr- it's pretty much. You're going to be able to get quite a bit for Watson, I would think. Oh my and God! You get a king's you, ransom. Right. Well, and the longer you wait, the less of a chance. You know, the the uh, picks and stuff are going to be lesser. Um, if you just well, also, the, deals, here's man. this, too, as well, because Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause, which means they're going to have to send him somewhere that he wants to go. So they have to work right. it out. Right. Um, I mean, you did it to yourself as an organization. Uh, you kind of went all in on Bill O'Brien, and I don't know, I'm no expert, but when I watch them on uh, Hard Knocks, yeah. I'm like, this guy is a buffoon. <laughs> a bu- nice like, word. Word of the day, buffoon. Yeah, I just just listening to him talking, it's like, why would you, you know, you're supposed to be a leader of men and, and act a certain way, and he, 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 he had the type of bravado that was like, okay, yeah, he'd be a decent, like, high school coach. <laughs> I can't stop looking at Bill Ryan butt chin, dude. Hey, Mitch, yeah. Mitch, Mitch and Madison, brother, did you see the other one out there? So Russell Wilson says he's not demanding a trade, but then he put a list of four teams he wants to go to. It was the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, the Las Vegas Raiders, or the Chicago Bears. Would you uh, would you put a couple uh, some a load in your jockeys? Uh, not a not a good one, a bad one. A dump in your pants if if the if Russell Wilson went to the Bears. No, nah, the Bears still suck. I mean, <laughs> Perfect. That's the mantra. Like, what, but Perfect. with him, with him, it's the opposite. It, it's like, do do these people not do any mathematics in in their life? Because, like you guys said. You got paid. Like, if, if you want your line to block for you, you have to restructure. Like, there was a re- the reason why you guys won that Super Bowl is because you were on a rookie deal or, you know, very early on, and you had a great defense, and, yeah, you asked for them to get paid because they didn't really like you. Yeah. Um, you know, that if you read some stuff, that was kind of what it was. And now it's like you're trying to demand all this stuff, and the easiest way to get better players on your team is to free up a little bit of money and you can do it in a way where you don't take that big of a pay cut you know with the moving the signing bonus and all that stuff i mean brady did it for years um with the patriots and that was the only reason they were so relevant all the time yeah um they were able to bring people in so i don't know that that's a perfect example of one time you you know one example of agreeing with the player and then the other example of being like dude you don't know what's going on hey mitch before i let you go brother which is more likely to happen? Our Twitter poll at Zone Madison. Badger basketball wins two or three. JJ Watt signs with the Packers, or the Brewers win the NL Central. Oh man! Uh, let's go. What I want to happen the most, JJ uh, Watt. All right, love it, dude. Mitch, you have yourself a wonderful weekend, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Bye, See you, brother. Fellas. There he is, Mitch and Madison. Which is more likely to happen? Badger basketball wins two or three. J.J. Watt signs with the Pack, or the Brewers win the NL Central. Right now, the Brewers winning the NL Central was leading the entire day, but now the shift. Badger basketball winning two of three, and now it's taking the edge. 37% of the vote, 36% Brewers winning the NL Central, and 27% J.J. Watt signs with the Packers. Rowdy, you voted for Brewers, Brewers right? to win the NL Central. All right, we'll talk Brewers coming up here, but first, on the college basketball vein, Right here, the NCAA has revealed their COVID-19 contingency plan for the NCAA tournament. Check this out. Turns out the top four teams left out of March Madness will not have their bubbles burst quite yet under a new contingency plan released yesterday. Those four at-large teams that don't make the original field in the men's and women's NCAA tournament will be placed in order and serve as the replacement teams should any conference with multiple bids have a school that is unable to participate due to COVID-19 issues. Now check this out. You're an alternate. If the tournament You're an alternate. Check this out, it gets even crazier. If the tournament begins without any withdrawals, the four teams then who are alternates would still be eligible to compete in the NIT. I didn't even know the NIT was going to happen. 
So the contingency plan only applies to a short period between the announcement of the brackets on March 14th for men's and March 15th for women's, and then the start of the games later that week. So once the tournament begins, any team whose opponent is forced to, with, forced to withdraw would automatically advance to the next round. So if, let's say, let's say that once the tournament starts and the Badgers make it to the second round, right, and whoever they play gets a little Rona and has got to shut it down, the Badgers advance. They advance. Wow. Okay, just for... Wow. <laughs> just for an example, for a theory, we'll say that Nebraska was better than what they were. Ooh. And obviously Nebraska is not a, a known basketball school. But say they're right on the cusp this year of finally making an NCAA tournament. You know, they had, they had a good season. They're right on the edge. And they were an alternate. Yeah. I think if I was a Nebraska-type school... I would hang that alternate banner mm. because it would be hilarious because you'll probably never have, hopefully, fingers crossed, never ever have an <laughs> alternate season again. That's just funny. I would I would hang that banner with pride, Rowdy. Yes, indeed. All right, so here's a little more info on the contingency plan. That's hilarious. NCAA alternate, March Madness alternate. alternate selection. <laughs> it's like the Indianapolis Colts when they hung the banner be AFC championships, even though the Patriots beat them, it was the flake gate. Remember that? Yeah. Then they'll have the fan. <laughs> It'll be like the one season for Nebraska. The fans talk about it 20 years later. They're like, oh. remember that one season where the team was like 15 and 12 and, and, and we were an alternate. No, I think they'd say like this. Remember when we were 15 and 12 and we made the NCAA tournament and shocked the world. And then someone would be like, yeah, but weren't you an alternate? No, 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 no. We don't bring that part up. That'd be hilarious. We so, were that close. We were alternates. If if one team would have got a cold and had a little stuffy nose and some COVID, we would have been in. If there, That was the year. So check this out now. So there are teams that are alternates just in case, right? But if there are any COVID-19 issues with a qualifying school leading up to the NCAA tournament selection, conferences get to designate a replacement team. And it will be seated in the bracket based upon its own body of work. So now the conference gets to pick who if, their alternate would be? If. Jeez. So if there are COVID-19 issues with a qualifying school, the conference gets to designate a replacement team. Unbelievable. Single bid conferences likewise can choose their replacement provided the team has gone seven days without a positive test. So that is wild. Uh, the basketball committees formulated their contingency plans based on four core tenets. Once the bracket is released, it will not be changed or reseeded. It will attempt to ensure a full field before the tournament with no replacement team once play begins. Every participating conference should have at least one team in the field, and the replacement teams should be the, f- should be the best teams considered for an at-large that still remain. <laughs> this is crazy. I say scrap it all. No alternates, scrap it all. We'll have the tournament. Everyone's invited. <laughs> every team? Every, every every basketball program? Every single team, we're going to see So it. even Nebraska? We're going to seed it one through however many it takes, and we'll have, a, I don't know, a team like... God, who was in charge of making those brackets? I will. <laughs> Rowdy will it'll, do it. It'll be like uh, number one Michigan versus number 24 Maine Black Bears. Because they are, they are currently... Dude, two, two and six in the ama- American East Conference. So imagine this. Okay, let's let's go by their rules right here. You have an alternate team. <laughs> and, and two and seven overall. Let's say an alternate team gets in. Let's Okay, let's use, because you brought up Nebraska, and it's funny. Let's use Nebraska, for example. Let's say Nebraska, in some weird, bizarre world, is chose, chosen as the alternate team in the Big Ten, which, <laughs> God help us. But play along. Let's say it's Nebraska, and they get in. So the, the, the team, they're an alternate, and the team let's say the Badgers get COVID and all of a sudden Nebraska's thrusted into the tournament, right? And then they say, once the tournament begins, if the team you're playing gets COVID, you automatically advance. Let's say Nebraska somehow makes it in and all of a sudden their next, their first game, let's say they pull off an upset first round. Next game, team gets COVID. They advance. Next game, team gets COVID. Nebraska advances again. What if Nebraska advanced their way because of COVID to a final four rowdy? As as a as a sixteen seed, hang the banner, hang the freaking banner, dude! You just keep advancing your way due to COVID all the way to the final four, and Nebraska now has a final four banner to hang. Yeah, and, then, and they would hang it with pride. Then they hang it, and then they say, "You look back in the records, and they go, what was your overall 
<laughs> what was your overall record for the Final Four season? Well, we were 0-1 in that tournament. We lost in the Final Four. <laughs> like, huh? How'd you get there? <laughs> Bro, you don't want to know. The Rones. That would be wild. So you can advance in this tournament, NCAA tournament, if the your team you're going against gets the Rona. Yep. O- open it all up. Wow. Open it all up. Everyone's invited. This is going to be a wild year because they're all going to be in Indianapolis. <laughs> what if there's an outbreak? Everyone's invited. Everyone gets a little ribbon for competing, and you'll get to hang a banner that says COVID Madness 2021. COVID Madness. The Rona Madness. Wow. I'm just reading a little more. So, uh, Same thing goes for the NCAA Women's Tournament as well. And yeah, So, it, okay, I got a question. So if you, if you are a team that is an alternate, and we'll say Wisconsin tests positive with COVID, but they're a seven seed, and this, this alternate – Obviously, as a team that was not in the tournament field, do they get thrusted into the seven seed, or do they rejumble the bracket? All right, let me read this again because I, mean, I have questions too. Is the, it I really, just stumbled upon this. Is it really fair that a team that obviously wasn't going to make a tournament all of, all of a sudden steps in as like a six or a seven seed to play a, a higher seeded team that in theory is better than them? Okay, here's that. If there are COVID-19 issues with the qualifying school leading up to the NCAA tournament selection, conferences get to designate a replacement team, and then it will be seeded in the bracket based upon its own body of work. So then they're rejumbling the so bracket. So they, re- they reseed it because th- there's only a short time frame for this to happen if it does happen. I feel like that could get really confusing and really... Because what if, what if all of a sudden a team is... The night before. Now you're rejumbling the whole bracket. What if, you know, you have, oh, I guess they're supposed to be in Indianapolis. I was thinking. Yeah, yeah they're all going to be in Indy. Years in past where it'd be like, okay, well, this this club is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, while, <laughs> while this team is over in San Jose. And then they end up meeting in, like, the Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, the good thing for that is they're all yeah. in Indy. So the contingency plan only applies for a short period of time between the announcement of the brackets, which is March 14th for men and 15th for the women and the start of games later that week. So that is the window for this contingency plan. So then they would have to, yeah, reseed. Such a mess. So then, Well, if, you, if you're an alternate, so you're probably not making the term. You're not making the term like because it. you're an alternate. I don't like it. So if you, once you just move, the, let's say like a seven seed does it, don't you just move them up then and put them as a 16 seed? I don't like it. Don't like it at all. You know why? You know what, you know what we all love doing? Um, we all love filling out March Madness brackets. Mm-hmm. How are you going to fill out a March Madness bracket? They could just rejumble. They rejumble it. Then all of a sudden your matchups are different. Okay, so not only does the NCAA have to have it on their swivel, but who's ever in charge of making the brackets you participate in has to be on their phone or looking at the news 24-7, 365, because they also have to have. If you're a bookie, Rowdy, if you're sending out if you're a bookie, how do you do that? I mean, you got to give your bar, like, let's say the bar cards, right? Well, how, then they're done. How do you do the bar won't. cards? It'll be void. You gotta hope. You gotta be fingers crossed. Big Country tweets in the main Black Bears shut down their program the rest of the season. LOL. Well, they're invited into my tournament. Everyone's invited. Oh, he says. P.S. Hello, boys. I'm back. <laughs> What's up, Big Country? Nice to have you back, brother. Yeah, he tweets at me at Ebo says and uh, Nelson at Rowdy underscore Razor. The main Black. <laughs> They were two and seven. Uh, we were just making fun of Gonzaga earlier today. I mean, obviously that just know. happened to be the team that uh, when I pulled up the college basketball standings, happened to be the, one of the last bottom teams on one of the top conferences that started with A. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> sort of American, the American East Conference. Who would you have? All right, so real quick before we hit this break here, and we were joking around about Nebraska. There's no, I mean, not even in any alternate universe you could run any simulation. Nebraska's not making an alternate, but. <laughs> But it's funny to joke around about. Who would be an alternate here? Um, is Minnesota still like on the outside looking in? Their bubble? Yeah, Minnesota, Indiana, Indiana bubble, Rutgers. Well, Michigan State just won again last night against Michigan State. Michigan State has now big all, two big wins in a row. Basically, I think all the teams below Wisconsin in the Big Ten standing. So Rutgers, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, State, Indiana, yeah. Minnesota, maybe Penn State if they got really really hot to end the season. But yeah. Yeah, I guess I go in that van- Rutgers down to Minnesota would be your. I mean, you could see some of these teams. Michigan State just got two big wins. This yeah, week. Rutgers, Michigan State, Maryland—they could all be in the field just in general. I mean, Michigan State beat Illinois, then they just beat. Um, did they just beat Iowa? No, Michigan beat Iowa. 
What did Michigan State just beat? Why am I, why am I blanking on Illinois. this? Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, and then Tom Izzo. Oh, yeah, they beat, duh, they beat Ohio State last night, the fourth-ranked Buckeyes. So they're making a little run here, uh, trying to get hot at the right time. So I don't know. God, th- what a wild ride when it comes to these new NCAA contingency plans. I mean, you got to do something. You got to have a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, you're going to be holding your <clears throat> in your hand. I uh, This is, man, I was kind of looking forward to brackets, but now that maybe Mark, is this, this, how Marquette's this is going get to in? be a mess. This could potentially be a mess. Well, out of all, with COVID-19 issues, I think it was 96 or 97% of Division One basketball programs are still active and playing games. So there is that. It's it's don't it's somewhere around that number. I know John Rothstein tweets it out every day, every morning. I'm gonna go try and find that real quick. But they are oh here we go. 97% of teams that choose to play Division One college basketball are still up and running, despite once in a century global pandemics. Of John Rothstein. You know who's not up and running? Maine. The Maine Black Bears. The Black Bears. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I have the list right here. People that are out. Bethune Cookman. Chicago State, Howard. They, they pulled out a long time ago. Remember that Chicago State? Yeah, where they were like the nope, Ivy we're League. We're not even playing. The Ivy League pulled out a long time ago too. Maine, there's your Maine. Morgan State, Portland, San Jose State, Texas A&M, UNC Asheville. Uh, who else is out here? Northeastern. <laughs> who cares about these teams?